Green Visions, Green Ideas. Alcyon consists of a diverse community of more than 1,600 people in southern Denmark that want to become more sustainable. Listen to our plans and see how you can contribute. In our last episode, we talked about the waste that we're facing because of our technology. Also, the green technology is causing additional waste. What it needs is a change in the regulations and design process. We talked to Luca Margot Ricard. She's researchers, researcher at SDU Innovation and Design in Odense on the reuse of materials. I'm thrilled that I have Luca Margot Ricard on the phone today for some more insights into her research. Luca researches at SDU Innovation and Design in Odense on the reuse of materials. Luca, you are thinking about the design in new ways, bringing the disassembly into the design step. And in your last, in our last podcast, we learned that also our green technologies face this problem, as windmills and solar cells have an end of their lifetime. This will always be limited to a couple of years or tens of years because the technology advances and it makes sense to exchange old technology to gain space for more advanced ones. And of course, things get destroyed over time. You think about the design not only from the classical design point of view, but also include the disassembly and reuse. How do you do this? Yes, hello, Katharina, and thank you for having me. So to keep it uh, the short answer to that is that um, designing with circular economy is actually principle based on system thinking. So it means that we don't just look at one specific product, but designing the entire system. And that is actually looking at the material flows. Um, so what happens from the material flow goes through and being transformed into a product that is being used. And then what happens when it becomes waste? And then what happens actually to that kind of waste? So if we want to implement circular economy, we want to look at how this waste material can go back into flow, either being upcycled or at least uh, disposed in a more proper way than yeah, landfills uh, and other stuff, which are horrible. <laughs> Yeah, but this gives you really uh, a lot of possibilities to work on. And uh, do you have any procedures, rules to follow to uh, to keep it in a certain direction? Well, what we actually do is um, working with materials, exploring materials. So I think the right way to do it is currently, for instance, when let's talk about um, the wind turbine blades like you had in your last episode, for instance, then we would look at what happens when they are uh, disassembly and you take them down. What can you use these materials for? Uh, can you use them for anything? So then we would actually start testing for uh, the mechanical properties um, and actually to explore if there are repurposes. And if the repurposes are limited, 
then we would know that these limitations are due to certain mechanical properties after being reused. Um, and then we'll, you can actually feed that information back into the design uh, process, saying, hmm, is there something that we need to change uh, from the current design? Um, yeah. So it's sort of a knowledge loop. That's the best principles uh, to mention, I think. So you're working actually with engineers or more with designers or with both? Yeah. So what, what we can say is that actually this has um, emerged from the bottom up. So it has emerged from um, reforming one of our educational program in innovation and product development where we're educating uh, engineers. So it actually arose um, this initiative and also this new research arose from a request from industry that when we educate our engineers, the new batch coming out, that they know about circular economy principles, that they would know and have knowledge and skills about upcycling and about what we can do better uh, in waste management and then feeding that back to the design process. So what I'm educating is sort of a hybrid uh, engineers where they have design and then also the uh, engineering skills. So it's the hybrid uh, that I'm educating and then can work out in the real life, both together with mechanical engineers, but also with designers. So I think we are sort of cross-disciplinary, and I think this is also important uh, that uh, we need to think more of becoming cross-disciplinary in both integrating, uh, for instance, like mechanical properties with also uh, design. As I heard from you earlier, I know that actually industry asked for this uh, knowledge. And so you're reacting also to help industry to have engineers that can face these problems that we have. Yeah, exactly. So it arose from the bottom up that our industry are asking that our engineers would have this knowledge. And I, I think also it has there's been a lot of focus on sustainability. Um, and now it's time for us to provide some solutions. And like you had in your last episode, where we can see also even from the renewable uh, energies, like solar panels and from the wind turbine blades, there are going to be a lot of waste in the future. And have we sort of... Um, been sleeping uh, or is it really time to react to these problems which will arise in the future and then start to explore what kind of solution we can find and one thing is better waste management looking at upcycling and I think the other way to work at it is other also to look at the design when we're selecting materials what kind of materials are we using in our design process for certain mm -hmm. product? And that could even be for the wind turbine blades that we look at uh, use of materials for that kind of product, which are more reusable in the end. What would you consider as the biggest challenge? 
Well, there is actually a lot. And what we can see right now, I would like to point at cost. So um, upcycling is not a cheap solution. Actually, it's more costly than just buying new stuff. Uh, and we can also see that currently, uh, for instance, like in Denmark, um, landfills of certain waste materials is actually uh, uh, permitted. Uh, so, for instance, we have landfills with um, of wind turbine blades. Uh, when they are sort of taken out of service, then it's okay. Where we can see in Germany, this is not allowed to have composite materials used as uh, landfills. So, in a way, we could see that I think we need more policy pushing in this direction, both that it's actually going to be perhaps at least not that costly to upcycling. Mm -hmm. Or there should be some kind of initiative that we look at better waste management. Do you have current examples from your studies, uh, what you focus on, for example? Right now? Well, I think there is actually, you can say, which could also be related to what we know from our households. Um, that, for instance, uh, when you have a, prod a product um, that you buy in the supermarket, there's a lot of uh, ampelles, like a lot of packaging around that product. And we can see, so in household, there's a lot of plastic waste when we start sorting so much plastic whereas the rest of the bins in the household are, not, are only half full where the plastic bin is almost throwing up and i think we can definitely look at um where does this feed into what kind of process is this feeding into because plastic is not just plastic it's when you put it in your waste it's dirty and it also needs to be sorted uh in in sort of you remember you have when you have plastic, sometimes you also have the labels in paper uh, and maybe that's connected also to some other stuff. It's a bottle that may be some metal or, or, or something in connection. So we don't have clean materials when we're sending this to waste. And I think this are really some hard learnings that could feed back to uh, the design process. Another example is also when we have been looking at upcycling of uh, old textiles for new materials like solid boards or acoustic field. Um, what we can actually see is one of the problems is that the textile uh, is not pure textile. There are labels in it. So the labels are made of maybe nylon, polyester, whereas the t-shirt may be of uh, cotton. So you need to have these labels out before you can actually recite uh, the materials. The other thing is also you need to have the waste materials. If it's textile that you need to upcycle, you need to have it sorted in colors because otherwise it just everything comes out brown. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of issues here and we need to have this figured out because currently that is quite costly. So that is also making recycling process or upcycling process very costly. Yeah, so actually uh, one would ask the companies to pay already for the recycling process afterwards or for, yeah, 
for reusing the material. Yeah, or also feeding this knowledge into the design process so we can say when we're actually designing for dismantling or for repurposing that we use clean materials yeah. and we don't mix uh, the materials too much because then it actually becomes complicated that you need to split these in different parts before then can actually go into a flow and reuse the materials. This might be possible for simple things like uh, a, a drinking um, bus, a, a drinking part, a drinking cup, or something like this that you use of plastic. But um, but there are other things like windmill blades. Uh, it's a different story. Uh, they need to be very stable and stiff, and at the same time lightweight. Uh, to overcome the problems there might be more difficult. Yeah, it is currently it is very difficult with the wind turbine blades because it's sort of in, the materials are in sandwich layers uh, and they're they're quite strong. So in order to sort of you can heat it up in order to say if then it releases, but then it's quite high temperature. And then again, then you're using uh, energy uh, in that process as well. Well, I'm glad you take up this challenge and educate your students also to do so. So after time, uh, improving the process every time, every semester and every year, this will lead to very good solutions and, and we can all profit from this. I hope so. Uh, what we can say is that it might not be perfect from the beginning, but we're in a process of learning. So we hope that we will continue to become smarter and continue to improve uh, the process. Yeah, super. Thank you very much for being with us today. We are very happy um, that students here at SDU can actually go into this study if they like to and, and get some knowledge on, this, on these aspects. Thank you very much. Thank and you for having me, Katerina. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.